For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. So here's the picture. You're at a nice restaurant, and uh, you're looking out the window thinking, it's so beautiful. It's such a nice time. It's so quiet and peaceful. And then you look across the table, and your spouse is actually on their phone. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Happened to me, actually, not in a restaurant, but, uh, Aaron, it happened to me just a few weeks ago. Dina got up to get something uh, from the dinner table, and I grabbed my phone. And she came back, and she's like, what? You couldn't just be like... 30 seconds without that thing? Ooh, busted. So I'm John Fuller, along with my focus colleague, Aaron Smalley. Greg is out today. Um, All right. If we're honest, Aaron, most of us, all of us probably struggle with this. Yes. And I'm laughing that Greg isn't here because he would be smiling right now because this is definitely something I struggle with. And, okay, and, so you get a pass today then. We can talk about this without him intervening too much. Yes, but <laughs> what I will say is I am fully convicted about it because uh, you do miss out on stuff when you're glued to your phone. And I've said on, on Focus on Marriage before that typically what we find is that one person is more apt to be stuck to their phone, computer, and the other is not. And just recently, actually, Greg and I had a conversation about what is it like for you when I'm on my phone? Uh, When you look up and I'm on my phone, what does that say to you? And he used the term, he feels invisible, and then was able to tie it back to other times he's felt invisible, and it broke my heart. mm -hmm. So I have really been working on it, really trying to be cognizant of it. And, you know, whether... We're watching a movie or driving in the car or um, having dinner, whatever. There are times that I hear my phone go off and I'm just like, oh, just let me check this one thing. And bottom line, it sends a negative message to the person who's most important to me. Hmm. And I miss things and I miss out on those tender moments, those tender possibilities. So you have to put your phone in do not disturb mode or silent mode and really work at not... Yes, uh, put it in the it. other room. Yeah. Plug it in in the other room. Yeah. Well, uh, Focus President Jim Daly and I chatted with Dr. Randy Schrader, who has written extensively about habits and good, healthy habits for marriages. And here we talked about how to avoid being distracted by your phone. Under that avoiding the bad habits banner, you know, we got this new thing, relatively new thing called technology. And uh, you have to manage that in your marital relationship because you can, boy, when Gene and I go out to dinner, we look across the restaurant at different couples and they both got their phones out. They're not really talking to each other. They're just looking at their phones. So what are some good 
habits in the technology area and what are the bad habits to avoid? Great question. And I think uh, couples need to do what I call quiet connects. And I actually have that in Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. And I got that from a couple uh, that I saw in counseling. They, uh, several years ago, quite a few years ago, we had the power go out in almost our whole town. And uh, this couple that I was counseling said what they did when the power went out, it was uh, late in the afternoon, is they lit candles and sat in the living room and they talked for several hours Hmm. about their fun memories of when they were dating, about some of the fun things they did on various vacations, about what vacations they want to do in the future. And, And after doing that, they came in and they said, Dr. Schroeder, we're going to do that once a week have no technology, cell phone in the other room, tablets in the other room, TV off, and we're just going to sit there and look into each other's eyes and talk about fun things that happened during the day and fun things we're looking forward to doing and just have coffee, casual conversation. And so from that, I started suggesting to all couples, let's have quiet connects. And I think we can do that also in the car. You know, rather than listen to music or listen to a podcast and not talk to one another, my wife and I turn the radio off, and I suggest to all couples, turn the radio off and talk to each other. Now, you can't look each other in the eyes, but you can still emotionally connect through that uh, building up conversation. Yeah, relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Randy, about um, knowing each other's technology? I, I think for us, just... Uh, for Dean and myself, it's been helpful for her to be able to go to my computer anytime, know the password. Um, it kind of demystifies that part of my world. There are moments when she's looking at her phone and I'm looking at my phone and start like, well, who are you talking to? And who are you talking to? Or what are you looking for? But the more we can kind of be on the same page and be transparent about what I'm doing with this thing, it seems to it seems to bring an element of safety into the relationship. That, that is absolutely true, and actually it's a simple yet effective habit in, uh, in my book, okay. uh, that there are no secrets. Hmm. There's no secrets that God doesn't know, and when there are secrets, that leads to deceit and betrayal. And what you said, uh, John, is so true. Couples need to have openness, transparency uh, with their phone, with their passwords, with their email account, just with everything. And that leads to a healthy relationship, and secrets almost always will lead eventually to damage to a marriage relationship. So you're right on target with that idea to have no secrets in a marriage relationship. It's taken us a while to work up to it, so it's not like I'm a saint or anything. I think we just learned the hard way. We need to be that way. Well, Aaron, Randy talked about not having secrets, and I'll be honest, there was a time when my phone was very private. It was kind of my uh, my precious uh, to, to channel my <laughs> inner golem, and, and it wasn't all healthy. And um, just last night, we were playing Wordle on my iPad, because that's what we do every night mm-hmm. as a team. Nice. We're Together. Actually, yeah, we're actually playing against the kids. They, ah. they can't consistently beat us. The power of two, I call it. Nice. So we were playing, and I had to do something. I left left the iPad with Dina, and I, I came back, and I thought, you know, it's really wonderful not to have concerns about what she's going to see. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. But living in that light, um, not having any secrets, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a freedom and a beauty in that, isn't Mm -hmm. there? Absolutely. Whenever we have secrets of any type, 
it takes so much more energy to hold those in and to maintain those secrets versus like you're saying, living in the light brings freedom. And we encourage couples to exchange passwords, etc. Mm-hmm. Because knowing that your spouse has full access to your technology, to your iPad, to your phone, is is some accountability. Now, let me preface that if there are issues around pornography or um, some other sort of addiction, it's important that you have accountability elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. But because it, there's something about that, I've talked with many couples about if there's been issues around technology, how do you respectfully ask to see their phone? How do you respectfully do that? Because that is their phone. It's different if it's your child or your teenager. That's your phone. You're paying for it. But how do you respectfully honor the boundaries? So it's important to have conversations about this because, you know, otherwise it can be intrusive. If you're grabbing your spouse's phone in the middle of them sending a text, if you're angry when you're doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, so recognizing we got to do this in a way that allows both people to matter. Yeah. And I, I have to have a sense of safety for some private things that Correct. that I'm not going to share with her. I mean, I, I do some processing on paper, so I've got a journal and I, I hide it. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, I leave it out because I, I trust Dean and I'm not mm-hmm. real. I'm not really worried about anything she's mm-hmm. going to see. Uh, early on in our marriage, ooh, I don't know that I'd want her to yeah. see any of that stuff. Yeah. Same thing for the phone. I think I used to I used to do some things that just weren't healthy for me, and I uh-huh. didn't want to expose her to that. Again, we're we're in the light now, and it it really is good. But there is a respect level. Absolutely. How do, how do I say this to my spouse if she's? Let, let's just role play this. Let's mm-hmm. say Dina was, and she's mm-hmm. not. But let's say she was grabbing the phone, or she was looking at me like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yeah. If if I felt yeah. guilty, but I'm not doing anything wrong, how do I bring that up? Yeah, I would say outside of the moment that it's happening. <laughs> so don't do it right away. I would say. You know what? Let's have let's follow up and circle back and have a conversation about, hey, I noticed the other day you grabbed my phone when I was in the middle of sending a text and that upset me. Hmm. I felt what? What did you what would uh, you feel? Let's say judged or judged or I disrespected. Felt, thank you. Yeah. Not yeah. trusted. Yeah. And so it's going okay. That's what I felt. Hmm. So I'm letting you know this is how I felt and allowing her the opportunity to um, care as well as possibly if she's convicted to repair that, to make it right, and apologize, whatever that looks like for you guys. So that first and foremost, but then going into what do we do moving forward? How do we do this in a way that works for you and for me? Yeah, we want, as Greg and Bob Paul and you've said, Mm -hmm. let's find the win-win. Correct. Yes, for sure. So uh, let's covenant that we're not going to have secrets. Let's uh, be respectful of each other's time and Mm -hmm. dial in and not use the phone or the watch or the whatever it is. Yes. Um, and if you need a reset for connecting with your spouse, if you're thinking, I am so distant, I don't even know how to connect, why don't you, uh, the both of you, take our free marriage assessment. That'll give you some common currency and some conversation points. It's a free marriage tool that we have. It's not hard to take. It takes maybe five, 10 minutes of your time, but it'll give you hours of conversation. And you can talk about some of this stuff uh, afterward. Now, we're going to link over to that marriage assessment in the show notes. And then we do have copies of Dr. Randy Schrader's book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. Now, this is a really practical resource. You can hear Randy and just know he's got he's got the ideas. He's got the really practical things that you can do with your spouse to connect, to get together, 
to trust each other and to put a really good advice into practice. Uh, we're making that book available to you for a gift of any amount, and I mean that, just any amount that you can afford today. And uh, if you can, make that a monthly pledge and help us uh, month by month keep doing great podcasts and offering resources and help. Uh, if you're not in a spot to do that, make a one-time contribution of any amount, and we'll send that book to you. All the details are in the show notes. We'll hear more from Dr. Randy Schrader next time. He'll be talking about why it's just not good to try to read your spouse's mind. I'm just going to tell you, I'll be really listening carefully to that one because, ooh, I'm guilty. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. If the fights with your spouse have become unbearable, if you feel like you can't take it anymore, there's still hope. Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped thousands of couples like yours. Our biblically-based counseling will help you find the root of your problems and face them together. Call us at 1-866-875-2915. We'll talk with you, pray with you, and help you find out which program will work best. That's 1-866-875-2915.